Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. We're going we're gonna to concentrate today on verse number 17. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. For the saints, precious Lord, we just say thank you for the strong word, the strong message. For your people to be strong in the Lord. That we would put on the armor of God. And that we would stand. Not with the devil. But stand against the wiles of the devil. And when we wrestle with the flesh and blood. That we would wrestle wrestle victoriously. And that victory only comes through the power of God. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The helmet of salvation. That's, that's, that's interesting. And take the helmet of salvation. Somebody say, what is the helmet of salvation? Somebody, somebody say, well, that means being saved. No, it don't. Take that thought away. It don't mean being saved because, like I said before, second in, in, in Ephesians 2, that's when you were saved. And ye who we have quickened. You don't get no helmet. If you ain't saved. Back in the day when we played football. You would play, you have two a days, all run all through the summer, all through the summer, and you would come to practice with your short song. And after the two a days, a lot of the folks would quit. They didn't give a whole everybody that started. Everybody that went out for the team didn't get equipment. Okay? So the helmet of salvation is not being saved. What is it, Pastor? How about this? The helmet of salvation is the confidence that we have in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is the confidence that one day, one day salvation will come. We will be saved. We will enter into heaven. 
The helmet is to protect our minds from doubt and discouragement. With things that the Satan will throw at us to want to make us quit. How many know the easiest thing to do is to quit? I, I, the easiest thing to do is to quit. Paul, Paul says we ought to press toward the mark of the high calling of God. So, so the title of the message is, what's under your helmet? Why is the helmet so important? There was a, excuse my sports analogies today. I feel sporty today. It's Father's Day. But there was a game last year, Carolina Panthers. Last play of the game, quarterback scrambling around through a bomb. Guy caught the ball, ran it in his zone, touchdown. The game was tied. But before he, before he left the field, he took off his helmet. And the referee threw a flag, 15-yard penalty. So it would normally be a routine extra point from 35 yards. They tacked on another 15 yards. 15 to 35 is what? 50. So he had to kick a 50-yard extra point to win the game. You know, I mean, how many know how this turns out? He missed it. Game went in overtime, and they lost. They traded that player. <laughs> they traded that player to Chicago. They did that. What, what am I saying? The helmet is important. It protects our head from attacks. And it protects our head from attacks. Let's talk about salvation just for a second. Because we call it the helmet of salvation. So somebody might say, well, what is salvation? Why is it important that we protect our salvation? I've had this conversation the last couple weeks. There's just one person in here that likes to fold their arms up. And um And, and, and we sort of differ sometimes on what salvation is, but I, I, and I'm one of them old school Baptist preachers. I believe once saved, always saved. I don't believe you can lose your salvation. Okay. I believe you can prove that you don't have it. Okay. But salvation basically means that you've been saved or, or, or you've been delivered from something. Okay, he give you a couple of illustrations that, that we should be familiar with as, as, as church folks. Exodus 14, 13, and Moses said unto the people, okay, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. How many of us been there? How many of us been in a situation, we got trouble, trouble on every side? Trouble on every side. Paul says this, he said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in, in despair. Perplexed means we, 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 we are a little troubled by this, but we baffled by this, we are puzzled by this, but we know one thing for certain, two things for sure, God is in control. God is in control of the believer's life. Okay? Now I've been perplexed. 
I've had trouble on every side. I'm in a situation, I, I have no idea why I'm in this situation. I don't have no idea why these people have called me and I'm in a room full of folks with their dying loved ones. I have no idea what to say. But God, but God, when I leave out of that hospital and I've been a blessing to that family and I had no idea what I was, what I was even doing there, God says, you know what, that's, that's how I work. Remember the story a couple couple of months ago in Sunday school, and, and, and King Jehoshaphat was facing a mighty army, an insurmountable army. He had, he had no power to defeat it. He knew he had no power. I think it was something like 30,000 against his 5,000. And he called a prayer. He called a prayer, and, and, and they was praying, okay? And, 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 and God spoke to a musician. Okay? Y'all remember this story in Sunday school. He spoke to a musician, Jehaziel. Now, now he wasn't like the musicians around here, okay? See, the musicians around here, they get done playing, they go outside and smoke. When the sermon, when the preacher get ready to preach, the, the musicians, they, they outside in the car on the phone. <laughs> I've I, I been in churches where, where, you know, the pastor, he ready to do his hooping thing. He ready to hoop, and then somebody got to go outside and get the musician. <laughs> Jehaziel wasn't that kind of musician, okay? He wasn't that kind of musician because God spoke to him. When Jehoshaphat, the people were praying, here's what it says in 2 Chronicles 20, 15. And he said, Hearken ye not all Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou king Jehoshaphat. How about that? The prophet is talking to the king and he's telling them what the Lord said. That's all prophet do. Don't let these folks be telling y'all they prophets. Okay. Here's what the prophet said. Thus say the Lord unto you. I like this. I like this. Let's take this to heart some of y'all. Be not afraid. Or dismayed by reason of this great multitude. Why? Why, why shouldn't we be afraid, Jehoshaphat? Why shouldn't we be afraid, Jezeel, for the battle is not yours? How about that? The battle is not yours, but God's. I, I like that. That's salvation. God's going to deliver us. Because, oh, oh, listen, let me tell you something. For we all have sinned. Amen. Okay? For we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. You know, you know, and 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 the and, and Romans 6:23 says this, and I'm gonna talk about why we need to be saved. Okay? Why we need to be saved, because we're sinners. For the wages of sin is death. How about that? But the gift of God is one. Eternal life in Christ Jesus. How about that? What do you need to what do you need to be saved? One thing you need to be saved. No, one thing you need to be saved is a savior. Okay? Now the one qualification to be saved is we are sinners, but the one thing you cannot be saved without a savior. How about that? But God demonstrates his love toward us. 
And thou, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'll be sitting there. I, 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 I got a little part time job working at security at Avalon. I'll sit there sometime, watch these clowns. They probably be like, what is he thinking about? I'll be watching these clowns, pouring down the beers and acting a fool. And I'll be sitting there like, when I was working on this sermon, I was like, Christ died for these fools. Ain't that something? Now that's my that's my particular, and I'm just the way I talk. But I, if I was to write Romans five, it would probably go like this. But God demonstrated His love toward us, and while we were yet fools, Christ died for us. I, I look around, and, and and I don't care where you go, I don't care how crazy the world gets, and it's crazy. God died for every crazy person you see. That's what the word of God say. You can fact check me. <laughs> he, he died for us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. You go to Walmart at 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock. I don't even know if it's open that late anymore. You go to Walmart at 10, 11 o'clock, and listen, he can say, all these people here are crazy. God died for all of them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I got it, Sylvia. Verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But that by the world through him might be saved. What's under your helmet? I guess that's I guess that's the question. What's under your helmet? I'm just moving as fast as I can with this. I got too much material. How do we receive Christ? I already said it. One thing, one thing you need to be saved is a savior. Well, here's Peter. Y'all remember Peter? Somebody said he had a mouth, a foot-shaped mouth. Peter had to get right with God. God had to work Peter and break Peter. Peter had to wet. And sorrow for all his crazy stuff he did. And when he was broken, God used him. See, a lot of folks can't be used to they broken. Just wait for them to be broken, then they can be used. God got to break us first. God got to break me first before he can use me. Got to humble you. Then Peter, in all his Holy Ghost boldness, day of Pentecost, he stand before the people and he charged them. Filled with courage, filled with power. And, and, and they wanted to know, what must I do to be saved? And Peter says this in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. That's deep. How do we receive salvation? Paul says this. Someone who had received it. Someone who was crazy. Paul says, here's how you receive salvation. It's for by grace you have been saved through faith. And not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Not by works. Grace is favor. 
We was talking about that Wednesday night. Tremaine Hawkins said, I'm going to run this race. She said, I'm going up to yonder to be with my Lord. But she knew there was going to be some obstacles in the way, in the path. And she said, I'll run this race. How? By grace. What is grace? Favor. God's unmerited favor. Grace is also power. Grace is also courage. Grace is also wisdom. All that fall under grace. And you got to have that. You got to have all that or you got to quit. You'll quit. Is there anything worse than a quitter? We used to have quitters. We used to have quitters at the prison. Oh, they tough. Why it's quiet. When the signal coming and heads is bouncing off the wall, blood all over the place, they ain't nowhere to be found. I talked to a talked to a guy just the other day. His mother worked with me at the prison when I was with her. And she got stomped. She got stomped. While officers stood around and watched. Everybody tough. Till it's time to be tough. Is salvation permanent? I believe it is. Is salvation Irrevocable, irrevocable meaning can it can it can it be changed? Can it can it can it can something happen that you can lose it? Does it have to be maintained? How about that? I, I, I believe maintaining our salvation is evidence that you have it. I think the word of God said what? Work out your salvation with fear. And trembling. And see, anything you good at, anything you want to be good at, you got to work at it. You ain't going to be good at anything if you don't put the work in. Uh, I mean, you can be good at, you could be good at being a loser without putting the work in. I mean, I always tell folks, listen, anybody can be a thug. Okay? Anybody can be a thug. You know, you know, you know, you just pull your pants down and walk around and you know and get tatted all up and cuss and swear, then you a thug. They ain't hard. Stay married 40 years to the same woman. Now that's a real player. <laughs> that's a real gangster, okay? You've been married. I hear people say, you've been married to the same woman for 40 years? Yeah, yeah. They say you raw. <laughs> That's gangster. <laughs> it take work. You get a job, you can be a player. Some women that drop the standard so low. Don't want none for the man. Well, that's another start. That's Father's Day. That's as far as I'm going on Father's Day. <laughs> Salvation. Three ways we look at salvation. Mary, pay attention. Don't fall asleep over there. Past, yes I did. Past, present, and future. Salvation is past, present, and future. Okay? Let me give you the past first. I said it earlier. Ephesians 2, watch. Past. Past salvation. Verse 5, Ephesians 2, verse 5. And, and even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. That happened in the past. That's your, that's your past 
salvation. Okay? For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself is a gift of God. That happened initially. I don't know how many, how long you've been saved. I, I've been saved since 1994 or 5, somewhere around there. Okay? God woke me up. I was dead spiritually, didn't care nothing about the things of God. I was a hot mess. Okay? And God woke me up, quickened me, made me alive to the things of God. And I've never been the same. Okay? Now, the present, there's a present salvation. What's happening now? See, you can't live off the past salvation. If you if you live it off the past, then you probably don't have the proper salvation. Because Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, watch this now. See if you pick it up. He says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Okay? But unto us which are saved it is the power of God. That's what happening right now. So, so right now, folks that are saved, folks that are saved and they're hearing the word of God preached, they are being what? Empowered. When we leave here on Sunday morning as believers, we ought to feel stronger in the things of God. Amen. We ought to feel better. Wednesday night, we leave out of here. We have we didn't have a Holy Ghost movement. We didn't talk about the things of God. We didn't laugh and we didn't learn and we didn't grow and we didn't get stronger. Yes. Now there's a there's a future salvation. There's something to be happening next week, next month. She'll be happening. She'll be happening. This ain't, this ain't a past thing. This ain't a present thing. It is, it's, it's a futuristic thing. How do I know that? Here's what Paul says. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world. We're going to keep coming at you. World, listen, Satan don't take no days off. Okay? Satan don't. See, pre- I hear preachers going on sabbaticals. Ain't nothing biblical about a preacher going on a sabbatical. He said, hey, I'm on a sabbatical. I've heard preachers say, I'm going to take a break. Listen, Satan ain't taking no breaks. So wherever you go to take your break, rest assured, Satan will be there. Okay? And he'll be lying to you because that's all he does. And Satan say, you know you needed a break. You needed to get away from them fools. They were wearing you out. You're trying to do too much. See, Satan, that's all Satan do is tell lies. But here's Paul. He says, and be not conformed to this world, this lying world. But be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why, Paul? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Are, you being, are you being transformed? Do you expect to be stronger in the things of God next week than you are now? Are you looking forward to, to Wednesday night prayer services or the next Sunday school lesson? Those are, those are the evidences of a person who's being transformed. They're excited about the things of God. Amen. I hope when I ask Claire to pray this morning, she's excited. Oh, I get to pray and sing. Should be. Not coming here on Wednesday, I'll be ready to go. I'll be ready to go, man. I'll be ready to go. I've been with the devils all week. <laughs> Whew. Listen. Listen. 
How many know this? You go to Pittsburgh. I use Kansas City. You go to Kansas City. You know who the Kansas City Chiefs fans are. You know why? Oh, they're doing red everywhere. Everywhere you go to the mall, you go to dinner, everybody got Kansas City Chiefs on. They got their Pat Mahomes stuff on. They, I mean, they got their Kelsey stuff on. And if you go to Pittsburgh, it's the same thing. Same thing. San Fran, I listen, they love their sports. You know who they love. You know who they love. As saints, we are the same way. People ought to, people ought to meet us and know immediately. This, 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 this brother love the Lord. This is to love the Lord. 191, 190, think about this. And I'm going to say billion. $191 billion was spent last year on sports apparel. Is that deep or what? $191 billion. And you know, you know what sports fan when you see them. They, I mean, they, they, got the, they got the sports stuff on. They got the hat. They got the shirts. They got the license plate. They on the radio. They got the season tickets. I, I, just listen, let me tell you something. When Ernest Biner, I'm going way back. Excuse me, it's Father's Day. Sports analogies. Justin, you probably don't know about this, but you might. You might because you was with Chester. Chester cried with me. <laughs> when Ernest Biner, Brown's on their way to the Super Bowl. All he had to do was cross the goal line with the football. And he fumbled the football. And we cried. He cried that night. Me and my dad. Still be laughing. You remember that? And then Denver got the ball, and they called it the drive. <sighs> Two of the worst days in Cleveland Brown history. Ernest fumbles the ball, and Denver gets it and goes 99 yards. They win the game and go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> what am I talking about? How serious people take these sports. We ought to take the things of God serious. Amen. Talking about, I mean, let, me get, let me get back on course. Y'all take me off course. Let me get back on course. We talking about. I'm all right. I'm all right. Let's stay in the playbook. Here we go. Here we go. Futuristic. The future salvation. We've seen it already. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. That's a command. That's not a suggestion. Paul is saying be transformed. As believers, we are commanded to be transformed. And then, then, then Jesus says this. Because the transformation ain't easy. It ain't easy to get to heaven. People think it's easy to get to heaven. They think all you got to do, what, I think one of, the, one of the greatest errors in the church it's teaching people that all you have to do is die to go to heaven. That's not biblical. The Bible says the righteous scarcely be saved. Scarcely be saved. What hope does the unbeliever have? Preach some preachers. 
Some preaching is, is some of the biggest liars there is. Folks be sitting there. Just putting everybody in heaven. Family be like, who he talking about? Who is he talking about? Remember I told y'all the story? The man came up to the preacher. His brother died. And he gave the preacher a thousand dollars. Now you give a preacher fifty dollars, he'll lie. He gave him a thousand dollars. He knew his he knew his brother was a piece of crap. And he said, Preacher, gave him a thousand. They say something good about my brother. So the preacher was just lighting his brother up. This man, oh, he wasn't, he wasn't no good. He, there is no way he's going to heaven. I mean, this is my kind of preacher. He like, this ain't no way he's going to heaven. And the brother's in the back row waving his hands. Like, I, you, I, gave, you the, I gave you a thousand. Say something good about him. He said, he ain't no good. He on his way to hell. And he looked up and seen the man gave him a thousand. But he, better, he was better than his brother. <laughs> Whoa, here's what Jesus says. He says, you shall be hated of all men for my name's sakes. But here we go, here we go, here we go, get on board. But he or she, not he, she, he or she. I almost guess, see. I ain't got long to do this. I'm telling y'all, I don't have long to do this. They come in here and they're going to arrest me because you cannot say this stuff no more. So when they come in, I hope Jeremy preaching that Sunday. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, you got the right one. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. And ye shall be hated of all men for my sake. For my name's sake. Okay. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. People say, how do you know somebody's saved? Here's how you know. Here's how you know. Okay. It ain't them walking the aisle. It ain't speaking in tongues. It, it, it ain't being slain in the spirit. No, 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 no. Here's how you know that a person is saved. He that endure to the end shall be saved. Okay? Let me tell you something. And you ought to be right here today. If you're saved. And you ought to be saying, you know what? There is nothing going to separate me from the love of God. There's nothing that's going to stop me from serving the Lord. Listen. I'm going to endure to the end. Okay? Come with me. This stuff gonna happen. All, all of us in here got some more stuff. Some of us in here say, "Well, I didn't been through a lot already. I didn't have to endure a lot already." Oh, you got something else to endure. Oh, you got some more stuff to endure. The Word of God says, "Through much tribulation, that one enter into heaven." Listen, we got some more stuff to endure. Okay, you got a bad doctor's report coming. It's coming. Pastor, you there? You go doom and gloom. No, I'm not doom and gloom. See, I come up back in the day, they say, people get ready. Because the train is coming. It's coming. 
You got a bad report coming. That doctor going to say, listen, we've done all we can do. No wonder why I say that. They, that's, that's not said. I'm, not, I'm saying that so you can get ready. Okay? It is appointed unto men once to die. And then after that, the judgment. Now, now, now ask yourself, how does a dead man stand in judgment? Let me tell you how. God's going to wake up that spirit and put him on trial. Okay? That's, that's what the word of God is saying. Okay? You can skate along, skate along. I'm doing fine now. Okay? But when you die, you got to answer for that life that you lived. And you're not going to be able to use me. You're not going to be able to listen. I went to a Christian Bible Baptist church. That pastor ain't never talking about this stuff. And God going to play back the tape. You sitting there right there. <laughs> Let me, let me, let me, let me close. Let me close. Let me close. I don't even know. You want more? I know. I feel like a rock star. That's what he was like. Give me out. More, more, more. You know? You ain't saying your biggest song yet. You know, that's how they do, you know? That'd be like Michael Jackson singing, getting out doing a concert, not singing Billie Jean. Be like, Billie Jean, he ain't sing Billie Jean. What does this helmet of salvation have to do? What does a helmet have to do with salvation? Now watch this. Watch this. This, this is a great verse. Boy, this is a great verse. First Thessalonians 5 and 8 and 11. Now watch this. This really sums up everything. Paul is writing to the Thessalonian people. Now remember what the Thessalonian people's problem was. They was worried about was their loved ones going to go to heaven if they die right now. Paul said, listen, you know what? You die in the Lord, okay? You're going to heaven. Watch. But let us, Paul says, who are of the day, okay, born again, folks, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. How about this? Watch. And for an helmet, the hope of salvation. The helmet is designed to protect our hope. Why? Because there's people out there who want to sit here and nail you every day. God ain't real. Heaven ain't real. You can lose your salvation. You ain't saved. How do you know you saved? If you were saved, you wouldn't be going through this. If you were saved, you wouldn't be going through that. Look at your kids. Look at your loved ones. Look at your husband. I mean, Satan will bombard you with stuff that's designed to discourage you. And we got to have a helmet on to protect our hope. <sighs> that's right. It's a blessed hope. Okay? And a lot of people have been beaten down because they running around with no helmet on. Mm -hmm. And Satan will run you right out of the church. Right out of the will of God because you don't have a helmet on. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 9. For God have not appointed us to wrath. Wrath meaning hell. But God has not appointed the believer to wrath, but to obtain salvation. How? By our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. That's us. 
That whether we wake or sleep, it don't matter. You die in your sleep. If you die in your sleep and you're saved, I ain't got to get up here and lie. Y'all know how I feel. Ain't nobody resting in peace that ain't saved. You know, all my dead homies, you know, rest in peace, my dead homies. Let me tell you something. Your dead homie ain't resting in peace. <laughs> I haven't been to the funeral. I told you I went to the funeral. It ain't a casket with the red on. They got the side. And they ain't a casket. I'm like, and then the preacher get up the heat line. They ain't a better place now. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm just going to keep it 100. If you dying with your colors on and you dying, you didn't you didn't you didn't been in a shootout and you die, you ain't resting in peace. I don't care what they say. I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not. For God, what? For God have not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation. How? By our, our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. And whether we wake or sleep, we should live. Together with him. Ain't that beautiful? Ain't that beautiful? I mean, I mean, for the believer, that ought to, watch what Paul says. Let me read 10 and 11. And let the, let the scriptures just speak for themselves. Who died for us. Christ Jesus who died for us. Why? That whether we wake or sleep. Okay? We should live together with him. Where he at? In heaven. Sitting at the right hand of the Father. Now, Paul says this. Wherefore, comfort yourself together and edify one another, even as you do. It's talking about, I was talking about being discouraged. Kira just come here, so I'm going to go a little longer just so she can get something. <laughs> so here's Elijah. Here's Elijah. Y'all remember Elijah? And he's a bad boy. He called out the Baal worshippers. They was, they was, he said, Call on your gods, call on your gods. And they was calling on him and calling on him. And they the gods didn't answer. They started cutting themselves. And then he said, Listen, I'm gonna do my thing. And this is this is the Pastor Neil version. You can find a real version, 1 Kings 18. So, so here, here's, 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 here's Elijah. He said, fill it up with water. Just pour water all over it. Soak it. And then he called on God from heaven. And God did what? Sent fire down and sucked it all up. And then Elijah killed 450 bell worshipers. How about that? Bad man, huh? Then the next day, what happened? Jeezy. Found him a, what's it called? Jezebel. What they call him? A Jezzy. So he out in the wilderness now. Jezebel didn't like what he did. Jezebel didn't like what no man do. No man of God do, okay? So she chased him down. She said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, man. And he running from Jezebel. After killing 450 bell worshipers. Now he's running from Jezebel. See, 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 one woman that gave a whole lot of me in trouble. Father's Day. I know I'm getting up, I'm getting up out of here. We outnumbered in here, man. 
So Jezebel chasing him down. Elijah on the run. You know, and then he, then he called up to God. Oh, it's just me out here. It's just me alone. And God just called him out. Say, listen, man. He said, I got 7,000. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Let me, let me close. Man, I know. I would have closed a while ago if Carrie didn't come in. But all I need is an excuse to keep going. You know? So, 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 so what's it look like? People say, I want, I want to talk about what, this, what it looked like to have this helmet on of salvation. And, and not only what it looked like, but why we do it. Two more points. Here's what it looked like. Now, we know King David. God called King David a man after his own heart. And King David was a mess. He was a womanizer. I mean, he, he was a murderer. I mean, he did some crazy stuff. Counted the people. He did some crazy stuff. And then he put the armor on. This is what he says. This is what he says. This is how you speak when you got the armor on, when you got the helmet of salvation on. Here's David in Psalms 27. I love this. And most of y'all did too. He said, the Lord now, David, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom should I be afraid when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh? They stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Excuse me. Here's why we do it. Well, I got something. I got, I got two hours worth of work. Here's why we do it. Here's why we do it. People say, why do you do it? Why do you do it? Why do you put up with all that you put up with? Why, do you, why are you studying and Wednesday night and Sunday school and preaching, never missing a Sunday, never missing a Wednesday, always working for the Lord? Here's why I do it. Here's why you do it. Okay? Revelation 21. Here, watch this. Here's why you do it. Here's why you do it. I was talking to a lady. I talked to a lady the other day. One of my favorite patients. She's not, she not even one of my patients, but I just visit her when I go. And she, I said, how you doing? Her name is B. I said, how you doing, B? She said, I ain't feeling good. My body hurt. My legs hurt. She bedridden. She can't get up. She ain't been up. Ten years. I said, how you doing, B? She said, I'm doing all right. My body hurt. I said, B, you know what? She loved the Lord, too. I said, when you get to heaven... There ain't going to be no hospice. There ain't going to be no hospital beds. There ain't going to be none of this stuff. You got all these pills and you taking that. There ain't going to be none of this when you get to heaven. This is why we do it. Watch what Paul, watch what John says in Revelation 21 and 1. Watch what. And he said, now I saw a new heaven. Do y'all see it? Do y'all see a new heaven? Y'all, are, are you so focused on this world that you can't see a new heaven? I see a new heaven. Amen. And a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. 
and there was no more sea. Okay? You know what that says? All oh, y'all like eating lobster and shrimp? <laughs> Ain't gonna be no lobster and shrimp in heaven. <laughs> I just. Okay? I'm just saying what the scripture said. There was no more sea. So there will be no seafood in heaven. Okay, all right, let me stop. <laughs> and I saw John, and I, John, saw the holy city. How about that? The new Jerusalem coming down from heaven, from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all a story. My wife, is she back there? My wife ain't back there. She be looking good all the time. Okay? Somebody asked her, why you, why you dress like that all the time? Because she be looking good for me. I, I tell her, you look good for me. <laughs> Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Oh, she knows something about that. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Here we go. Here's the good part. Here's the good part. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. But then I was with a family yesterday. Two grandbabies. Love their grandmother so much. She's dying. She passed away this morning. And I say, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I said, the relationship ain't changed. And I know maybe this goes to somebody else. Maybe somebody else in here is grieving. And, and, and I call it, I'll, I'll just be dogmatic. I say, grieving improperly. I see, as the people of God, the Bible says, we, we are not mourn like those of the world. So, so as believers, there's a proper way that we should grieve and give God glory in our Grieving. Okay? So so here's what I say to those two young ladies that were teared up and I'm praying for their mom and, and give read scripture to her. I said, listen, the relationship has changed. It has not ended. It has gone from physical to spiritual. She still lives, my mother still lives in my heart, in my soul, in my thoughts. And and and, and, and they and they, they was like, we never thought about it like that. I want you to think about it like that. Somebody in here, listen, Big Dave, Big Dave is, is not gone. Amen. He's not gone. Does, there, does, does, does the day go by you, you don't think about it? No. Chester, Teddy, Ann's mom. And God should wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there should be no more death. How about that? That alone. That alone. There should be no more death. Nobody's dying in heaven. Ellie Black handing out masses. Ain't, ain't there Ellie Black in heaven? Washington. Ain't no, ain't no funeral directors in heaven. Only way a funeral director going to get to heaven, they're going to be saved. There should be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. (laughs) Ain't that something? Okay. 
No more pain. No chiropractors in heaven. Unless they saved. Why? For the former things are passed away. See, that's worth fighting for. That's why we do it. People say, why do you, that's why you do it. Because you want to get people to heaven. I told y'all that from day one when I come in. My job is to make sure y'all get to heaven. Okay? And if you don't get there, it won't be my fault. Y'all ain't going to be holding on me. Like, like I, I said I'm the wrong pastor. Y'all be down in hell. Y'all be down in hell like, yeah, man, we was up there in Reverend Neal. That's why we down here. No, 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 no. <laughs> we going to end that conversation. Okay. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. Amen. Precious Lord, thank you this morning. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for joy in the church. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the helmet of salvation. Let us be mindful what's under our helmet. It's so important. It's so important that we be saved. It's so important that we be strong in the Lord. It's so important that we put on the helmet of salvation, which is the hope of heaven. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. Let's all stand and